0: This is Roy Hales with Cortez Currents, which you can also listen to on the web at cortezcurrents.ca. This year, Cortes Island is experiencing a wetter-than-normal spring, but some of the shallow well owners experience water shortages every summer. Scientists appear to agree that there will be more severe shortages in the future. This is a global problem, and there appear to be many causes. The depletion of forest coverage growth of human infrastructure, natural drought cycles, and on top of everything else, the transition to a warmer global temperature. During the drought last year, Dr. Ashley Jollymore, a hydrologist with a water management branch in Victoria, explained
1: the problem is that because we didn't get those spring rains, we're basically starting at a level that's lower than what it would be within a typical year. So a typical year, the streams kind of start a bit higher, there's a bit more base flow, a bit more rain, and then they drop as that hot dry summer proceeds. In this summer, because we didn't get those spring rains, now we're starting from a lower level
0: John Preston has seen indications that the water table has been dropping in the 19 years since he moved to Cortez Island.
2: When we moved to Cortez, a dear architect friend who looked over this property for us, it had a very shallow garden well. That was it. And he said, you will need water. I said, okay, we'll drill a well. And he said, please do not drill a well. Please have a high quality surface well he said every well we drill now ultimately weakens our long-term water aspect and so we listened to that and I made a decision not to drill and so we have a $10,000 quality 27 foot surface well with 11 rings clay gravel it's filtered it produces beautiful drinking water and it keeps us secure most of the year That looked like a good call because above us, up the hill, there is a marshland in the winter, but it used to be full year when we moved here. It is no longer full year. You can now walk on it in the summer. This has come as quite a surprise to our small locale because we had a swamp area that looked like it would infinitely supply surface wells. During the drought last year, he said, It is going dry in the summer now. For the last five summers or so, from July to end of September, we have to be very, very careful with water. We've been in this situation, seen it for some years, but through water management, it has been okay. It could fail tomorrow, or it usually fails in August. We're four weeks early in our water deprivation, and there's a chance our water deprivation will go longer into the fall than usual.
0: Preston was concerned that drilled wells will collapse Cortez Island's aquifer. Red Williams, a well driller who serves the surrounding area on Vancouver Island, the Sunshine Coast, Quadra, and Cortez Islands, said that while he's heard this idea before, he's never actually encountered a collapsed aquifer. The main problem he has seen is that some shallow wells go dry and the aquifer is replenished when the rains come.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with him.
0: Said Dr. Diana Allen, head of the Groundwater Resources Research Group at Simon Fraser University.
3: When you take groundwater out of an aquifer that consists of interlayers of sand and clay, let's say, there is the potential for the clay to lose whatever water it has in it and squish and so that can cause subsidence so it's a form of dewatering and once the clay layers would squish together because the water's been sucked out of them it's like taking a syringe and sucking the water out of the clay ultimately that could result in subsidence you have to take a lot of water out and places like mexico city for example California, in the Central Valley, where huge quantities of water are taken out, or also oil and gas. So where oil deposits have been taken out of deep sedimentary rocks, you can end up with subsidence. In some cases, subsidence can be huge, nine meters in Mexico and the Central Valley, for example. But for small aquifers that you would find on Cortez Island, I don't think that subsidence would be a real problem. It really depends on how the sands and the clays are interbedded and whether or not there's enough groundwater pumping to actually cause that subsidence to take place. But in my view... I don't think subsidence would be a problem in those types of sediments. And certainly where there's bedrock, then no, there wouldn't be any type of collapse of the aquifer taking place.
0: Checking the IMAP BC website, Alan discovered that most of Cortez Island's known aquifers are in bedrock, where subsidence is not an issue. All three of the aquifers that cover much of Whale Town, numbers 843, 844, and 845, are in bedrock. Aquifers 842 and 846, which feed the area between Manson's Landing and Cortez Bay, are also in rock.
3: So it's really only that southern tip that has this sand and gravel aquifer. All the other areas of the island that have been mapped with aquifers show bedrock.
0: Aquifer 841, which feeds most of the land between Manson's Landing and Subtle Point.
3: That's sand and gravel. So glacial origin, As when the glaciers were all melting, they would have dumped a whole bunch of sand and gravel on this point. This is actually a confined aquifer. So there's some clay over the top of it that is providing natural protection to that aquifer. So this would be a good quality aquifer.
0: The north of Courteous Island is not mapped. Ellen explained that this would have been because the area is so sparsely settled. The 2002 Geological Survey of Cortez Island map shows that most of Squirrel Cove is sand, mud, and gravel, and the rest of northern Cortez is primarily rock. So what about that wetland that used to be filled with water year-round and has dried up the last few summers?
3: That's where climate change
0: comes in. I asked Dr. Allen, if the problem is drilled wells, that's probably too specific. Scientists are finding that the depletion of the world's forest cover and growth of human infrastructure are causing global water shortages. Miranda Cross, project manager for the Dillon Creek Wetlands Restoration, explained.
4: Forestry has had a huge impact on our wetlands, as has agriculture and development. Many residential homes are built in wet places, so they drain the landscape. It's such a common practice that I don't even know that people recognize it as draining wetlands. But every time a ditch is dug that moves water, a wetland is being drained or a stream is being straightened. The impacts of that are great, especially in densely populated areas.
0: Cross-produced statistics for the loss of species, wetlands.
4: If you're in an agricultural area in the lower mainland, it's 90%. In southern British Columbia, it's a broad range at 60 to 90%. On Cortez, we're not as densely populated. We still have some remaining intact wetlands around, so we're probably closer to 60%. Everywhere I walk on Cortez Island, I see ditches and drained wetlands. Forestry, agriculture, and residential developments are our main threats to ecosystems on Cortez Island. And this western red cedar that once had. These hydrated soils with water very near to the surface, at or near the surface year round, now have ditches that are draining these swamplands that they have evolved in. They're not only coping with a hotter, drier climate, they're also coping with a lowered elevation of groundwater in their habitat. That's why restoring wetlands can be so crucial for these species, because we are bringing the groundwater levels back up. We're rehydrating and resaturating the soils, making water available for plants and animals longer into these drought periods.
0: Vancouver Island has gone through drier periods in the past. The worst droughts in the historical record set the bar for drought level five. However, our climate is changing. What can we expect in the future?
1: Precipitation is a really tough one to forecast, even our short-term, like our 10-day forecast is tough to forecast, tough to forecast over a longer scale. But what the kind of climate change science is telling us is that those instances of precipitation could be more chaotic in the future. And when I say that, we might get the same amount of rain, but it could perhaps come as a few storms as opposed to smaller storms over a longer period of time.
0: A few years ago, a University of Victoria study of tree ring data found that BC has gone through 16 droughts, exceeding anything in the more recent instrumental record. One of the study's co-authors, Dr. Bethany Coldhart, explained.
4: All of us up to this
1: point have been using that shorter 50 or 60 year instrumental snapshot of what is a worst case scenario drought. That snapshot doesn't show us how severe droughts can be. We are underestimating how severe natural drought would look. The other important point is that when you look at how severe the droughts can get in the system, and then you add climate change on top of that and land use change on top of that, when one of these extreme events does happen with that additional pressure from land use change and climate change, it would be reasonable to anticipate that that drought could be worse than anything we reconstructed in the past 350 years.
0: Jollymore Moore was familiar with this study and the idea that BC will go through a megadrought.
1: I think when we get into the megadrought situation, what we're really looking at is multi-year precipitation deficits. So multiple years in which we don't get the rain, we don't get the snowpack for those areas that need the snowpack. And that persists over a long period of time. So the, those, those mega droughts really occur kind of on a multi-year scale. So if situation of those precipitation deficits continue to persist over the winter, for example, and into next year, into the year after, that's when I think those kind of mega drought type of definitions kick in. So hopefully we don't get there. There are parts of North America, though, where there's evidence that we are in or approaching maybe perhaps some of those mega drought kind of situations, thinking about Southern California.
0: Studies of tree rings throughout the Americas have found evidences of mega droughts that are much worse than what we've seen and suggest there will be another mega drought sometime in the future. As Dr. Coulthard said, the next one will probably come with the additional impact of climate change. You've been listening to John Preston, Red Williams, Miranda Cross, Dr. Ashley Jollymore, Dr. Diana Allen and Dr. Bethany Coulthard talk about Cortez Islands in pending water shortages.